Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, it's Candace and and Melissa. <laughs> Kayla's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> We're so smooth. We nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> uh, I'm here. <laughs> Our producer, Melissa Montz, is joining us today. We have such a fun episode and we're kind of geeking out. I feel like you're actually one of the people who got me really committed to watching The Real Housewives franchise. You know, it it uh I feel like it's life-changing. Um it helps me navigate the world. Uh it's also something that a lot of other women watch, so it it helps with conversation starters. And I know when we had Danny Pellegrino on, he had said they're like our modern day soap operas and I am a soap opera fan and I actually had <laughs> believed that before, so I just like that I had been validated by that. So, yeah. I love it. I always forget that about you. And then every time you remind me, it just makes me so happy. 
<laughs> but it is a modern day soap opera. Mm-hmm. There is like such a strong community within all of the Real Housewives franchises. And I'm pretty new to the game, but one specific franchise that kept coming up in every conversation was the Real Housewives of Potomac and specifically last season. Everyone was saying like the whole buildup was just a great ride and last season was going to be great. And wow, that was very like full bodied television. Yeah, I feel like it's like a consensus that that is the current like best franchise. And uh, I think you got a good sense of I think that season summarizes all the seasons of Real Housewives, like in one season of every franchise. It was great. There was drama. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama. There was fighting. There's also friendship and sisterhood, too. Yes. And a fun trip. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I liked it because it was it didn't go over like New York was a hard season last season oh, for yeah. me to watch. You know, it got a little messy. It got a little messy. They didn't have a a person that was like grounding the show. And so it was was a little wild. Yes. And then, you know, and then like, you know, a couple seasons ago, I felt like Beverly Hills didn't really have enough going on. When you're talking about a dog named Lucy, Lucy Apple Juicy for like five episodes, maybe there needs to be some other things happening. Right. On the show. I still think that. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But today we have um, I think she's kind of like the goat of the Real Housewives like franchises. Like Mm -hmm. she's so cool. Greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, She's got four degrees. The most educated Real Housewife of all time. Today is International Women's Day and we are joined by Dr. Wendy Osefo. Oh, my goodness. We're so excited. Uh, Dr. Wendy Osefo is an award-winning researcher. She is a Nigerian-American television personality on Real Housewives of Potomac and a highly sought-after progressive political commentator and strategist. She's also a professor of education at the Johns Hopkins University, a contributor at The Hill, and the founder and CEO of the 1954 Equity Project, LLC. As a researcher, Dr. Wendy examines how race and class influence the learning, achievement, and educational trajectories of African-American and other non-dominant students in schools and community settings. Dr. Osefo's latest research explores the effects of the 2016 United States presidential election on minority populations and the role of inclusion and asset-based strategies in higher education. I mean, she's a badass. Yeah, like a CEO, a doctor, a mom, like all of it. She's a badass. There's no other yeah. way to put oh, it. Oh yeah, and she's a mother of three. Mm-hmm. And she's a and she's a real housewife. And so that's why we're so excited to have her today. We have so many questions asking her how she balances all of this, especially during a pandemic. We could go on and on about how excited we are to actually sit down with Dr. Wendy. So let's just get to it. Let's do this. Without further ado. Here's our conversation with Dr. Wendy Osefo. And we are here with Dr. Wendy Osefo. Dr. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Melissa and I are big fans of Real Housewives of Potomac and all four of your degrees. Yes. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) All four of them. Oh, my God. I can't believe that made air. <laughs> a lot of air, <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. But I, I personally appreciated it. I loved it. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I loved it. I, I'm a daughter of a doctor, and so it was always Aww. really important to me growing up of addressing doctors 
by mm. doctors. So I loved when you were like, no, you address me correctly. And I was mm. like, yes, I understand that. Yes, you should be dressed as Dr. Wendy Acefo. <laughs> um, had you ever watched The Real Housewives, any of the franchises before? Yes. I. It's so funny, right? Because I watched... I'm a fan of old school Jersey. Mm. I'm an old school Jersey girl, like Trey when she was Trey with Joe <laughs> and the Manzos. Like I'm an old school Jersey girl, but it's funny because I never watched Potomac and I know that sounds crazy. Um, my mom watched Potomac. And so when I got cast on the show, I was like, I need to know what's going on here. And so my mom was like my like cliff notes, like <laughs> I didn't get anything. And I was like, wait, why do they have an issue? What's going on? And my mom would like, like brief me on what's happening. So it's really interesting because out of all the franchises, I did not watch mine. Um, there's other franchises I have not watched, but I didn't watch Potomac. And so I came into it a little bit blind and spoiler alert, if you're ever going to join a housewives franchise, I recommend you watch the show before you join. <laughs> Like, seriously, like I did it. And I'm like, man, I wish I did. <laughs> what do you think would have been different if you had watched it before? Oh, man. Like, I think for me, with any friendships, it's never, it never exists in a vacuum. There's history to it. And so coming in as a new person, you know, you hear conversations, you hear discussions and you take it for face value, but that's not true. Like there's something that happened in episode 13, season two that made so-and-so hate so-and-so and you don't know that, you know? So it's, 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 there's a plus and a minus because you come into it without watching the show and you come into it very clear and thought in the sense of you don't have preconceived notions. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. it's just me watching this happen and I'm giving my opinion. Boom. Versus people who have watched the show and they come in and they say things and you're like, how do you know them? Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because even though you guys are watching it, you guys are watching it, but it's not, you're not supposed to be watching a show, right? But if you mm -hmm. have someone who comes in and it's episode two, and in episode two, they're like, I don't like you and cursing someone out. You're like, well, why don't you like her? You don't know her. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. Like, so you yeah. came in, you came in as a fan almost, and right. you're, you're, you're displaying your fandom versus, um, Versus someone who comes in with a clear thought. But, you know, there's an upside and a, and a downside to everything, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have such a full plate already as a professor, a political commentator. You have a family, three kids. Uh, you were actually three weeks postpartum when you started filming, which is yeah. incredible, by the way. I'm three months postpartum right oh, now. So I don't great. know how. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you looked great on the show. Oh, you looked incredible. <laughs> no, but like, but you know, it's like, I know you don't feel great, but you really did. Like, I, oh, like, having three kids is insane. What made you think, oh, yeah, I'll just add being a real housewife to my <laughs> list of things to do because that's a full all-encompassing experience I would assume yeah I was about to curse I was gonna say well because I'm that shit crazy yeah. um <laughs> no but because like I'm one of those people that I am an adrenaline junkie I live off of adrenaline so it makes sense that my first two kids are boys because when they do things like you know in their heads they're like I'm going to jump off the couch and see if I can land on the ottoman 
to the world, it doesn't make sense. To me, their mom, who's an adrenaline junkie, 50% of me is like, well, let's see if you land on the ottoman. Even though I shouldn't say that, like, <laughs> I like adrenaline. Like, that stuff, like, makes me, like, you know, move every day. So I say that to say joining the show was like, hmm, I know you have a full plate, but how great would it be if you also add this to your plate? Why not? Let's see how that unravels. And it was a complete cluster from my vantage point because, you know, Cam was my third child, is my third child, and she was a preemie. I didn't take that into consideration, right? Um, And why I said I didn't take that into consideration, meaning you come in not necessarily knowing when you're going to start filming. So I had met with like the powers that be before I was even pregnant with Cam, just to tell you how long everything takes before I was pregnant with Cam. I met with the powers that be, I actually even told them I want to have another child. Like that was one of my initial interview questions. So you start this process and then, you know, you end up having this baby. You think she's going to come on time. She doesn't, she's preemie, you're breastfeeding. And then you add this new element of cameras in your face. And so I didn't take into consideration everything that comes into filming. And that's one thing I would say, when I watch the housewives, I look at them and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Like that looks so neat. Like, you know, you're with your friends and cameras are following you. No, it's work. And it's hard work. Mm -hmm, Our filming schedule is grueling. You guys can watch a scene of us eating dinner and it may take up mm, each episode's an hour. So a dinner scene, what it'll take up like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. That scene was filmed over five hours. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know these things. And, and, and I say that to say, if I would have known that would I have taken on housewives when I did probably not, but I'm glad I took it on when I did, because now that we're into season six, it's not a walk in the park, but I say to myself, I mean, you filmed the last season with a newborn baby breastfeeding all of this in front of millions of people now you're like, it's, it's easy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was stressful. It was so stressful. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. And you know, housewives has like a reputation. You've watched New Jersey of like table throwing and breaking glasses and fights <laughs> and drama and stuff. And so like, has that at all, like your decision to join real housewives, has that hindered or affected your careers in education and political commentary? That's a great question. It's so funny because part of the reason why I was okay with joining Potomac was because Potomac did not have that reputation. Like they were like so calm. So, you know, there were these women who were reserved and, you know, they were different. They got, you know, into their issues, but it was okay. This Mm -hmm. is what my cliff notes told me, my mom. Right. So my mom was like, no, this is different. Their franchise is different. Lo and behold. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? The season I joined, (laughs) like what? And I think like they always played like that scene of me going like this afterwards. And I, I remember thinking in my head when that happened, I was like, Uh, And I said this, I verbalized it. It didn't make the cutting room floor. I said, I looked over to Giselle and I said, I didn't sign up for this. Mm -hmm. And um, so to answer your question, before joining, I was like, no, this is Potomac. Like, this is not going to hurt me. And then after joining, I'm like, oh my goodness. But I I think for me, 
of course, housewives can have a negative connotation to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to be true to myself and who I am and who I am is I don't flip tables. Who I am is I don't do those things. So I was just hoping that whatever happened, it would not be something that I'm involved in. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's not me. I don't, and I'm not one of those people that I put on necessarily for the cameras. Like I'm not going to flip the table cause I'm not breaking my nails. Cause I pay too much. For them. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not me. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious when you, hosted your wine with Wendy event and just bringing together a group of women and saying, Hey, you need to get out there. And if you're not registered to vote, get registered. Uh, you need to educate yourself on local elections. Cause that's where you're going to feel the difference within the community and getting involved and paying attention. Did you know that you wanted to bring that to essentially your storyline coming into Potomac? Was that something at the forefront of your thought process on kind of, do you create opportunities like that or do the producers come to you and say like do you pitch them or do they pitch you great question um i think for first season definitely it's like we just want to follow your life like who are you um i don't know if as as ladies become more seasoned and long in the tooth as far as becoming a housewife and there's more of a collaborative effort between themselves and the production team but for me it was like this is what i have going on in my life i had so many other things but they just followed me like when i was doing my tv segments they would follow it or when i was doing my wine with wendy that's something i wanted to do because it so happened that the show aired in an election year but we filmed it the year before election Mm -hmm. so i was trying to get people out to get registered because you don't want to wait till the ninth hour and the deadline for registration is is um is closed and as fate will have it we see how the election turned out where it was so close like we were waiting for days to find out who won that election and i'm so glad that i was able to mobilize people to get registered to vote because literally every vote counted so for my first season it was just events I had. And then the cameras said, okay, we'll, we'll follow you. Like Cameron Sippancy, that was a cultural event. That was like her christening that was going to happen whether I was on the show or not. Um, so everything I did was, was going to, was everything I did was something organic to me. I would actually say it was the reverse. I wanted to do more. But because I was filming, I I rescheduled some events. And as fate would have it, we wrapped filming in December. And all the events I scheduled for the spring ended up being canceled because the pandemic hit. So I had so much more stuff lined up, like active, like door knocking for voter registration and stuff like that. But I was like, "Uh, cameras are going to follow. I don't want to knock on someone's door. And then the camera's like in your face as I'm saying, hey, do you want to register (laughs) a vote? Um, But yeah, so... Those were all things that were on my to-do list in the fall anyway. And they just caught it. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love like seeing you being politically active on the show. Cause I think that just brought another like level, like you're so multifaceted, multi-hyphenate. And I think it just like hel- helps elevate the show. So um, thank you. I really appreciate you showing that part. I appreciate that. <laughs> You mentioned the cameras followed you for your political commentating. And I we were both talking before getting on with you what it must be like to be a political commentator specifically for Fox News. I'm sure you get this question a lot, having come from working with Obama's administration and then Fox News, which is obviously a very conservative news outlet. 
what has that experience been like, especially last year in a year like 2020 in an election year uh, mm-hmm. where I would assume from following you that you weren't necessarily voting for the people that Fox News was promoting? Uh, uh, very true. Good guess. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's it's made me battle tested, honestly. is And it also made me battle tested to even come into Housewives. Like when you go into the lion's den and you are the opposition and everyone is against you, it's not just you going up against, like I always went up against Kaylee McEnany, the former white house press secretary um that was they loved our banter so they will always book us together so here i am going against the white house press secretary and i'm going up against her but i'm also going up against the viewers in a sense right because you know who you're talking to they it doesn't matter what you say they already don't like you and you're also going up against the anchor Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people know this, like, it's like a panel discussion. The moderator sets the tone. If the anch- if you're making a point and the anchor is cutting you off, it doesn't matter what you have to say because you can't land your points. So I'm going up against the three, the big three, as I like to call them. I'm going up against my fellow commentator. I'm going up against the viewers and I'm going up against the anchor. That takes a, a certain level of you know, guts in a sense. And I've done it for years and years and it's just made me like who I am. Like it's made, it's literally made me battle tested, but I will say, if you want to know the truth, I get this question. Um, housewife viewers are harder than Fox news viewers. Hands down, yeah. <laughs> hands down, especially hands on down. social media and hands down. At, yeah. Hands down. I thought like, man, I did Fox. I got this, this, you know, I eat those. Like it doesn't matter. And Fox is bad because as soon as I always have my phone beside me when I do um, a hit and you know, it's live TV. So as soon as they announce me, my phone will start vibrating. Like it's like people, I haven't said anything. People are already attacking me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a fun day. But housewife viewers, you guys are vested. I mean, they will tell you what you did, literally season five, episode three, why they don't like you. And then they will bring it full circle as to why they still don't like you the next season, even if you're a reformed person, like it's crazy. And I love it because these are people who watch your show. But when I say people are vested, I mean, if we were as invested in housewives as we were in politics, like our nation would be so much greater. Like, no, like politics. And this is what I learned. And I'll get off my soapbox. Politics is is ephemeral. Like people hear stuff, they get riled up. They say what they have to say. They move on. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You said Mm -hmm. something. I don't agree. Taxes shouldn't be like that. They move on. They live their lives. Housewives fans, no, they are invested in this. They say what they have to say. They don't move on. They argue with people who disagree with them. They stick out through the whole season and even in the off season. If you post a picture, they will remind you why they don't like you. I'm like, the season has been over. They don't care. (laughs) They don't care. They'll say under my picture, well, that's why you should have said so-and-so. Whoa, that was like <laughs> four so long ago. Yeah. yeah it's the I'm, funniest thing. Yeah, because like on Fox News, like I, I, I've watched a lot of your clips on from Fox News and you don't get the last word on there. No. Um, they always, it, it, it's either the other 
panelist that's there or the host does and they completely go over the point that you're making and then with housewives are, are you able or do you want to even engage in like combating what people have said to you no i don't i don't i don't want to get into it um i don't want to combat because there's so many people it's like basically like my grandma used to have this analogy and she said it's like going on top of a hill and dumping cotton balls no matter what you can never catch all of them like some will fly away and that's why i feel like you can't combat everything if it's big enough I will say it. I will say what I need to say, you know, um, but no, like let people think what they want to think and you keep on moving because everyone has an opinion, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and I think that it's entertainment and we signed up for it and our life is, you know, people's entertainment, but it's just a glimpse of a portion of our life. Like for instance, I, I was watching watch what happens live and Lisa from Salt Lake city was on, on there. And one of the questions that was posed to her was, do you worry about your kids diet? Because you always buy them fast food. And I'm just like, it was a scene where she went from different fast food restaurants to buy her kids food. Like she went to Taco Bell, Burger King or something. And from that glimpse, people assume that she's, that she's not a good mother or she feeds her kids junk food solely. And so it was like little things like that, that is like, is that even worth the conversation where you literally just saw them on the night that they eat out going from fast food to fast food. And it turns into, does she feed her kids healthy foods? And it's like, Whoa, <laughs> like, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so no, I don't, I don't combat everything. You can't, you can't possibly. Mm -hmm. Did it bother you at first, just kind of this onslaught of just opinions in a new way or just comments? Have you been able to let it go now that you've had a full season? Yeah. Um, at first it was, a, it was more so a, a shock. I was shocked. I was like, because I watch TV, like I love like TV too. You know, my show on there is, um, I always say this and I always forget the name of the show. And I always say it's my favorite show. And people are like, how's it your favorite show? You forget the name. Anyway, it's Snowfall. <laughs> I, I absolutely love Snowfall. And so like I watch Snowfall on FX and stuff like that. And I've never been a watcher and a social media person at the same time. Like I watch a show, yeah. I consume it. I talk to my husband, I move on. Mm -hmm. So to see the people who watch it, tweet about it and talk about it, that's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But it was a shock at first to, to see how vested people were. But now it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, I think we all have our no fly zones. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. could talk about me, you could talk about if you don't like my hair this week or something, talk about me. Um, but I think where you guys would be like, Ooh, Wendy's responding is, um, if anyone ever like talked about my kids, that's yeah, probably where it's like, a, mm, okay, I have time today. Stretch my fingers that I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do want to ask about being a political commentator and then also a mother in reference to what occurred at the Capitol building on January 6th. Mm. I know your kids are young, but this also happened so close to home, essentially. Do you talk about this with your kids? I mean, I found myself, we have a bunch of ages in our house. I've got teenage stepdaughters and then we also have, I have a five-year-old. And so mm. it was interesting balancing, you know, how to discuss this with our older kids. And then also mm. I kept 
stopping, you know, pausing the TV every time our five-year-old would come in. And I, ju- I was just wondering how you maybe navigated something like that as a mother. That is a great question. Honestly, I don't think they are aware of what happened at the Capitol building because if my memory serves me correctly, I was bouncing back and forth on TV, but I believe that was during school hours for my kids. And so they were downstairs. We we create like a space for them downstairs and they have a tutor that comes in, but it wasn't the same for George Floyd. Yeah. They were very aware of what happened then. Yesterday, actually, during breakfast, and it's so funny because it's not funny, but it's funny and sad because you think kids don't know what's going on. They are very well aware, but they process in their own way. And so yesterday, we've had the conversation about George Floyd and stuff like that. Um, but yesterday, just out of nowhere, my son was eating his food and he said, Mom, what do we do when a police officer pulls us over? And I'm feeding my 19-month-old daughter and I sort of freeze and I don't want to have this conversation. And my husband is walking the dog. I said, ask daddy when he comes back because I don't want to have this conversation. I've been trying to avoid having the talk with them. And then the other one, his sidekick, chimes in and he says, so if they tell us to get out the car, do we get out the car? And I say, again, ask daddy. And so the nail in the coffin was, when my um, seven-year-old then, you know, puts a bow on it and he says, because I know that we're black and I know that, you know, police officers sometimes pull us over simply because we're black and I don't want them to pull me over and I don't know what to do. So those conversations are really, really hard um, because kids are aware. So I am actually glad that they don't know about what happened in the Capitol because clearly from yesterday's question, they still are processing everything that happened with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. And it's really, it's really hard because they watch me on TV and they also want to know the background to some of the things I'm discussing on TV, you know? So if I'm talking about something, they want to know, okay, so tell me about that a little bit, if, if that makes sense, you know? So it's hard. It's hard balancing the two. I've, I've started to opt to only taking segments. I just, my phone just went off. If you saw me looking, um, that's actually Fox News. Um, they want me to do a segment on Thursday and I've opted to try to just take segments that happen while they're in class. So they don't have to watch it and I don't have to explain it. It's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah. That is very hard. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Well, one thing that also speaking about uh, your children and your family that I really loved within the Real Housewives of Potomac last season was what you also referenced earlier, your sip and see, but just bringing in your Nigerian culture was so like beautiful and also oh. like so fun to watch and learn about like oh, the bo- like learning about when you've got like your daughter lifted up and everyone's dancing <laughs> and celebrating i was like why doesn't this happen oh. more often I was that. was that super intentional as well or did that happen mm. organically 
Um, I think it was, it was organically because we had to get her Kristen and, you know, my mom is really big on, you have to give your child to the Lord before you do anything. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to, I was like, I'm filming mom. She was like, I don't care. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> we have to do a christening. Um, but my Nigerian culture is really, I don't know if it was connected in that way, but if I were to do like a picture graph, you hear four degrees, you hear professor, you hear political commentator, you see I'm a mom and I'm balancing all these things. But what is under that is my Nigerian culture, meaning I am doing all of those things because of my culture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if the story read that way, but it's like, yes, I'm Nigerian, but it's my Nigerian culture and heritage that has pushed me to do all of these things simultaneously. And as a result, I was overwhelmed and I was questioning myself. And is this what I really want to do? But, you know, the four degrees is not because I'm like, oh my God, I have four degrees. I'm better. It's like, oh my God, mom, you want me to do all of these things. So I have four degrees. Other side, my husband has four degrees. You would never know, but it's just part of our culture. It's not like, it's like, um, it's not, it's not an anomaly. I know people who have five and six, mm-hmm. like I'm, 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 I need, you know, get some more. Um, but <laughs> it's my, it's my culture that makes me who I am. And so speaking about my culture and doing the sip and see was important for me because you can't know Wendy without knowing her culture. Because once you find out my culture, I think for a lot of people it was like, Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Now yeah. it adds up, you yeah. know, like, okay, I get it type of thing. Um, and I don't know if you guys watch Dallas, um, Real Housewives of Dallas, but um, one of the new girls on there, she is Asian American and she speaks about that. She's a doctor and she talks about how her culture is what pushed her and now she's trying to be happy and all this stuff. So all of us first generation immigrant kids, we really have a hard man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really <Yeah>. hard <laughs> my family we're not nigerian but being black and just seeing like the push from your mother like my mom also has four degrees she's also a professor mm. and oh yeah yeah and then mm-hmm. and i just like i felt a connection to you and then mm-hmm. i heard giselle say sora and i was like oh that's why i'm also an ak as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um I think it's important to show all sides of you. And I like seeing so much of you. Like you're one of the first housewives that I've seen come on, like that was introduced later in the season that I felt showed their whole life and was being truthful to who they are. And so is there like anything that that we haven't seen yet that you want to share with us now? It's so funny because I feel like season two, Wendy, season six, Potomac, is different. And I was just talking to my husband about that. And it's not different intentionally, but it is different. And I wonder if just hearing you talk and I'm here thinking out loud, if the people who appreciated what I brought my first season will continue to like me on this journey for this season, because it's different. Mm. And I don't want to give away too much, but it's not about degrees it's not about nigerian culture it's about me doing things that make me happy which is completely different than what you guys saw 
my first season. Um, so there will be another side you guys get to see. And, and, you know, spoiler alert, you guys will just get to see the fun side of Wendy, right? Like who she is. Um, because for me, like, I, I, I love the fact you know, I have four degrees and I appreciate my academic accolades and, and my professional success, but those things also don't define me in a sense, right? Like when I'm just hanging out with my husband or my friends, like those, like we don't even talk about those things. And so you guys will get to see a side of me that's like, okay, so who is she outside of that? Mm-hmm. So that's what, so you guys will get to see Wendy after dark, not in that type of way, but, <laughs> but, 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 but you get what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, okay. So you guys, the first season, you guys saw Wendy nine to five. My second season, you guys see Wendy six to midnight. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I love that. Do you attribute that to watching yourself on the first season or I know towards the end of the first season, I wanted to ask you about, you know, I know you were, talking with your mom about not wanting to be a professor anymore and maybe having a big career change. Um, But did that come maybe from that first season or did 2020 contribute to that like time at home, time with family, reevaluating, you know, what you found to be most important in life? I've been having a lot of these discussions with no, lately. that is a, no, that was a great way to, you know, summarize it. It's a mixed bag of both. I think it, the, the impetus was the conversation I had with my mom about changing careers. And then the, the push was, man, like we're in a pandemic, like life is short. Like people are literally dying. People have died. And what are you going to do with your life type of question? You know, like, I think I just had like a midlife awakening, not a crisis, but just awakening of like, you know, like what, what, what have you always wanted to do that you have been putting aside and what have you always wanted to do for yourself that you've been putting aside? And that's what I touch upon. I start to do those things. Finally, I start to chip away at my own to-do list, not anyone else's, not my mom's, not my children's, not my husband's, but what is on Wendy's to-do list for life? And I start to work on it. We have a lot of uh, listeners on this show ask us, you know, how do we figure it all out? Like, how do we decide what I'm supposed to do with my career and for the rest of my life? And, you know, I just can't seem to figure it out. And you know, our intention in this space is to show that you don't have to have it figured out. But something that comes up more often than not is sitting down with incredible women who are also saying like, hey, I'm still changing my mind and I'm trying new things. And you don't have to commit to one thing for your entire life and decide that this is your identity. And do you have um, any advice to our listeners who feel that they are in that pressure or that they you know, have to stick to that nine to five version of themselves who are hoping to explore, you know, what else they could be in search of their own identity? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's funny because I like your listeners. I'm going through the same thing. I think it's really important for us all to know that it's okay to start anew, whether it's a career or a life change or something like that. Like it's okay to start over and it's okay to be scared about starting over. And I think that everything in life is a journey and, but we often look at life as one continuous journey, but I don't think life is one continuous journey. I think it's many journeys that will have a beginning and an end and it's okay to start a new one. 
even if you are in your late 30s, early 40s, 50s, it doesn't matter. Um, life is about getting as many journeys in as you can. When I started looking at it from that lens, it changed my outlook. You know, I think that when you say life is a journey, it sort of, it makes it seem as though the point of living is just to survive. Life is a journey, so you survive. But when you realize that life it has many journeys, then you realize the point of living is to thrive, not just survive, but thrive. And so for me, I think that that's what changed my outlook on life was realizing that my goal in life is not to survive. My goal in life is to thrive. And how many journeys can I go on while I'm here? That's, that's all I got, guys. That's that my Dr. Great. Phil for today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some fun questions we want to ask you about, okay, obviously, sure. about Real Housewives. Um, are you relieved after... Uh, the obviously you know there was a big fight that happened that we need to acknowledge um that we haven't really talked about yet but are you relieved that t'challa is no longer on the show that you don't have to fight with t'challa anymore you're so funny oh my god t'challa you know it's funny but yes i'm glad because now 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 i know that my wig my wig will be secure <laughs> yes. oh my gosh it was so funny i died it was, it was so, so scary funny. it was scary <laughs> you, di- you, di- you died from laughter i died I from know. internal fear <laughs> It was crazy. It was so crazy. Oh my God. And I talk with my hands. And so, because I was talking with my hands, I was doing all this. The poor bird probably thought I was saying, come to me. And I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. So here the we potty are. Potty trained right. bird. Oh, oh my gosh. God. I can't oh, deal. Man. I can't deal. Do you have any other like iconic moves coming up, like the Wendy Slither? Slither. Anything that we can <laughs> oh my god! It's so no, but thank you guys for, for thank you to Karen for pointing that out because from that I realized I have horrible posture. But but I will tell you guys the backstory of that. So yes, I have horrible posture, but I was walking down the steps and I had five inch heels on, Gucci heels. If I, I, I saw them. Yeah. Hello, and I had a cocktail in one hand and I was already four cocktails in so I was trying to make sure I didn't fall and as I was walking I was saying to myself don't fall on national tv don't mm-hmm. fall on national tv hence came the Wendy Slither so there you go that's a backstory to the Slither <laughs> but you the way her. that you like like you just it, it just like rolled off your back like and you embraced it and I thought that oh, was yeah. great Oh, I thought it was super cute. Yeah. I should do like a TikTok challenge. Yes. I yes. Do yes. That. Okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I also loved that you were the only one that knew that the flag was from Portugal. Like that just made me so I'm such happy. a nerd. I'm such a <laughs> no. nerd. That was like a nerd moment come out. Like who 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 knows that? And then I was such a geek that I said to myself, I was like, how do you know this? And my first response was soccer, right? Soccer, like I watch yeah. soccer. Because I do. But then when I really processed it, yeah, I watch soccer, but I was like, how do I know this? And I want to be like, it's those damn four degrees. That's how I know this. <laughs> yeah. 
That's exactly. <laughs> and so there you go. <laughs> Was it fun? Is it fun to be traveling and filming a show? Is it, mm-hmm. it does it kind of take away from the experience? Um, I mean, you seemed like you had a great time. You and I seem like very similar travelers. Like I would have been drinking all the poncho with you and just soaking up everything. But just was it was it a fun experience? Are you excited to travel again on the show or was it just different? No, it was fun. And it was fun for me. Um, It was fun, but it was also weird because, you know, that was my first time traveling without my kids for a while. I was trying to put a timestamp on it, but I don't know. Um, But also it's symbolic that Portugal trip will always be ingrained in my head because again, not sure if you watch other housewife franchises, we were the last franchise to travel out of the country. Mm-hmm. No other franchise has been able to travel because of the pandemic. So that was my last trip. I came back from there. We were, my family and I were supposed to travel out of the country in March. We couldn't because of the pandemic. So that was the last time I, I was on a plane was to Portugal. Like that wasn't that crazy. Isn't that insane? I know. I know. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you have, um, like Denise Richards has like, I know that she's not on the real housewives of Beverly Hills anymore, but one of her things was like, she'd always look at the camera go bravo, bravo, bravo. Like that was like her way to stop everything. (laughs) Uh Do you have like a bravo, 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 or like a like timeout? Like this is off limits. Are you able to do that? Is there something a time where you wish you could have done that? Just say, um, it's so funny. No, I think for me, what I always say is I'm, like we call it fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like we're not supposed to talk about like certain stuff. That's not, we're not supposed to talk about certain stuff, but rather it's like, don't make it seem like you're filming sort of thing. But I always say when I don't want something to make, I was like, I know you guys are going to edit this out, even if they're not going to, but that's like my yeah. thing. Like, I know you're going to edit this out. Um, baby, can you pass me that? But I used to say <laughs> that. Just like, that's like my cue. Like I'm about to transition. Like, I know you guys are going to edit this out or, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but, they're big on like trademarks and copyrights. So if I start singing a song that can't make it, <laughs> does, yeah. so, so if something happens and I just start singing like a random song, then it's like, yeah, you can't use that. Yeah. So yeah, we have little tricks here and there. Did you ever get a look at the binder at the no. reunion? Did you, did anyone get their hands on that binder? Like, it, it was it full of just like scrapbook pages or just like magazine cutouts? Was there even anything just in blank it? pages? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And quite frankly, I didn't care. Yeah. Like I just I was like I I I I didn't care because I just thought maybe it was something to help um, with her memory type of stuff. But I have a really good memory, so I I didn't care. Like I didn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, uh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. We brought props. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a very organized prop. Like that took time. That took like a trip to Office Depot. Like, you know, it was a lot of time put into that. Yeah. It's for her. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> she's not a lazy mom. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. E. Melissa, that was good. The shade, you should join the show. Yeah. That was a one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just wondering also, has anyone met 
Jamal yet? I knew Jamal before before I came on the show. Okay. I met Jamal and I actually went to the Unity March. I may be saying it wrong, but the March on Washington with Al Sharpton mm-hmm. this summer after, you know, the George Floyd incident and Jamal was there and we talked. So like I I know him professionally um because we do a lot of community and community engagement stuff. Um but yeah, that's me. But I don't know if any of the other ladies like know him or have met him. Gotcha. I was just interested. He was missing from the reunion and I was interested if he was sticking around for a season for the next season. I have no idea what Pastor Jamal was doing. I say I <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next season. Oh, it's going to oh be gosh. great. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you guys completely done filming it? No. Okay. So you're right in the middle of it. Potentially. Maybe, who knows? Maybe, 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 who knows? Yes, no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, one thing you might know, which I know you can answer, is um, you've just had such an incredible career. Um, What, out of all your degrees and all your schooling and all the jobs that you do have, what is something that sticks out that has taught you the most about yourself? Oh, this is going to sound so cheesy, but like motherhood. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like motherhood has been, man, motherhood is, has taught me how to be resilient. It has taught me how to not take myself too seriously. It has taught me how you may fail the first time, but with practice and, you know, just going at it again and again, you'll one day be great. Um, Motherhood has taught me that no one is perfect. And motherhood has also taught me that, you know, outside of everything in life, what really matters is love. And um, I see that my kids, like we can spend so much money on their birthday and then they will play for hours with wrapping paper, you know, like just seeing the world through my children's eyes has been the biggest life changer. And yeah, outside of everything, like, I got through my degrees because of what I learned in motherhood. Like I had both of my kids while I was getting my PhD. And I remember the night before my dissertation defense, I had crews like literally here. My husband has a picture. I had my notes of my PowerPoint slides. I didn't have on the top. I was bare chested and crews was latched onto my boob. And I think I had a tear coming down my face and I swear you could put that picture in the Louvre because it just like it to me, it shows resilience. Like here you are with this newborn baby and you're about to drive three hours because we lived in Maryland. I had to drive to Jersey. You're about to drive three hours to do a dissertation defense. And as hard as it was, I still did it. And that's, you know, when you go through stuff like that, nothing in life can shake you, you know? So my kids are my greatest life lesson. Each of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Wendy Acefo. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can our listeners find you on social media? You can find me on all social media platforms at Wendy Acefo. Great. And they can send really encouraging, nice things. That's yes. what we're, that's what, yeah. Everyone, if you do follow Dr. Wendy on social media, let's do some nice, nice, encouraging words. Yes, please. Thank you. I would appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
I mean, we were just saying how cool she is. She's great. She's great. She's everything that I hoped she would be. Have you met many of the other? Have you met any other housewives? Yes, I've met. I met Cynthia Bailey um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I've met Nini. I've met some people from other Bravo shows as well. They're all been very nice. It's, I, I usually have a hard time like meeting actors that I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. because I kind of just want them to be like what I think they should be in my mind. And I'm sure and I get that. Like, I know that must sound really weird as an actor yeah, you as and an actor. having been on a show, <laughs> you know, and people I, you know, can sometimes get frustrated when I'm like, that's not I'm not a, you know, 17 year old vampire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not what I am, uh, who I am in real life. Uh but it is kind of fun to meet someone who works within like the reality TV world and then mm-hmm. have them be exactly who you want them to be. Like it, it was yeah. nice to be able to sit down with Dr. Acefo and she's she you can tell that there's no put on with right. her, within her season. Like it wasn't like she was this new character. There's no it doesn't feel like a character. It feels mm-hmm. very true and so even her talking about how you know it really was just cameras following me around like this is Mm -hmm. what we had to get done in my life we had a sip and see you know these are the events I had planned this is dinner with my family and they were just there for the ride and it felt like that um, which is refreshing in in an atmosphere of television where it can feel sometimes like a put on like what we were discussing you know where maybe on some other Real Housewives shows Yeah, you can definitely tell. And I actually I think it was I know she said that, you know, if you're going to be on the show, then you should research before you go into it and watch some of it. But I I think it was kind of refreshing, like her going into it and not really knowing all the drama that was happening um, before she got there, because I think it's good, like coming in kind of like on scripted TV, do that a lot where there's like a new person coming in. You you can follow the show through their eyes. So. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I liked that she had that perspective, too, and that her mom mm-hmm. was like her little cheat sheet to the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, I'm so excited for the next season. Do we know Me when too. it's going to be out yet? I don't think we know. And I don't I think, think we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we know. Um, but And she didn't want us to know if they were still filming or not. So, so yeah, what uh, you guys couldn't see when we asked her if they were mm-hmm. filming was just a lot of just, you know, mm-hmm. shrugging of the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, keeping her lips sealed. Mm-hmm. But so they could be filming right now. Oh, my goodness. I think they are. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. I'm so Me ready too. for it. Um, well, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please take care of yourselves and we'll have an all new episode of Directionally Challenged waiting for you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.